This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Throughout the nation and around the globe, from his heart to yours, it's Dear James Live on the radio here on the Contact Talk Radio Network, bringing you intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dear James Live on the radio here on the Contact Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Dear James, and today we're going a bit retro. On February 13th, we did the Power of Gratitude. And instantly after the show, and because of the show, I had an overwhelming uh, awareness, if you will, to go deeper, to delve deeper with the Power of Gratitude. I received many uh, follow-up calls with friends and friends and family and people from the Facebook page of Dear James, and it was a very, very moving experience to sit back and recognize that we needed to go deeper as a people, as a society, to go deeper on the power of gratitude. And as you may recall from that show, um, I spoke a lot about uh, the beloved self, self-help author, Melody Beatty, and her life story and so forth. And I just want to go back over her quote because I found it incredibly powerful. Um, and her quote starts, Gratitude unlocks the fullness of life. It turns what we have into enough and more. It turns denial into acceptance, chaos to order, confusion to clarity. It can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. Miss Beatty got it right. Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. It is foundational. And as you may know, the first five shows um, are all about, with Dear James, are all about these five foundational life elements. And visualize, if you will, that your life is a five-pointed star. And at the base of this star, the two base points of this star are the power of surrender and the power of gratitude. Without those two foundational base points, surrender and gratitude, your foundation is compromised. It's weak. And as you'll see when we next week is going to be the, the culmination, if you will, of the power of surrender. So we have not yet gotten to surrender. But gratitude and surrender are your base points on the star. And when you practice gratitude on a daily basis, and you practice surrender. And I, when I say surrender, I'm talking about surrender to a higher power, surrender to that which will serve you best, a letting go of that which does not serve you. Those elements are the foundation of your star. And then you move upward to what I call the wing points of your star. And the wing points are permission and forgiveness. So you'll see how when you live your life granting yourself permission 
and when you live it with forgiveness, forgiveness of self, forgiveness of others, forgiveness of circumstances, the points upon your star, your wings, if you will, are outstretched in amazing abundance because it's permission and forgiveness. And the lead point, the top of your star, is intention. What are your intentions in life, in your interactions with yourself, your interactions with others, your interaction with your environment? Intention is being that lead point on the star is your true north. And when you stay true north, when you know that your intentions, when you do not compromise your intentions, then you're always pointed to your true north and you're always being led, if you will, by the universe, by whatever higher power, God, Buddha, Allah, whatever higher power you believe in and aspire with and to. That's how this works. And so it's an interesting thing then to realize that after the show on February 13th, um, gratitude, it just kept hitting me over and over and over again that we as a people, as a society, we're having a difficult time either realizing that we needed gratitude or that we were having a lack of gratitude or we didn't know how to express ourselves. We weren't expressing our gratitude. And there were some very, very interesting comments that came from that show. And it just kept playing over and over in my head. So the universe spoke to me and said, Gratitude 2.0. And that's what today's show is about, is Gratitude 2.0. It's a delving deeper into gratitude. And I have two amazing guests that are dear friends and inspirationalists and healers and so forth. And we're going to have a panel discussion. And I'm going to bring them in just after the break. And we're going to have a very healthy discussion and debate and delve deeper into the power of gratitude, because again, it is one of the foundational points on your life star. You must have gratitude. You must practice gratitude. And when you do, your world will open up. And sometimes it's hard. And I understand that it's, it's hard life experiences, um, just circumstances, daily living gets to you. But I promise you, if you stop in that moment, and find one thing that you're grateful for. That one thing will lead to another, which will lead to another, which will lead to another. And before you know it, you've gone from a place of despair or hardship or depression to a place of possibility, probability, opportunity. You'll see the balance of your energy shift. You'll see darkness Go to light. But it requires your effort. It requires you participating in that, that willingness to embrace gratitude and then to share it. There are so many times where, and we'll get into this in the panel discussion, but I heard comments from, well, then you're just bragging or you're boastful or or people might see what you're talking about. And so we're going to cover all of, the th all of these issues and items with my two guests. But it was just really, really amazing to me 
to see or hear that these were our perceptions of gratitude and or that we just didn't even realize that we needed to practice it. And I think when we look at our world today and we look at where we are in the year of 2014, it's a seven year, as I've said, and it's the year of the wood horse in Chinese astrology, it's always this year is about bringing us those things that we don't like, continually repeating itself until we move past it. So gratitude is an amazing foundational point. It's the foundational point along with surrender. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And we're going to end with a challenge. Um, I opened with a gratitude challenge on February 13th, but I'm going to modify that a little bit so that and give you some tools and so forth for a daily uh, gratitude challenge, if you will. So we're going to go and take a quick break, and then we'll be back, and I'll introduce you to my two amazing guests. You are listening to Dear James Live on the radio here on the Contact Talk Radio Network. To be more consciously enlightened is innate. Do you feel there's more to life? If so, find the resource that's right for you by going to dearjames.com slash resources. You are the reality you create. Make it a great one. When you ask a question, the universe hears you, and in a multitude of ways, they seek to communicate with you to provide the intuitive insight, answers, and advice you seek. From serious to silly, monumental to mundane, there's nothing the universe can't cover. Maybe the insight you receive is exactly the affirmation you were looking for. Then again, it may just give you a whole new perspective on things. And that's the beauty of the universe. Submit your question to Dear James at DearJames.com and click Ask. Available for private, individual, group, and corporate consultations, Dear James will provide you with the intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Schedule your consultation by going to www.dearjames.com and click on Consultation.
Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Dear James Live on the radio here on the Contact Talk Radio Network. I'm your host, Dear James, and today we are going retro. We are talking about Gratitude 2.0, and I have two amazing, amazing guests that I'm going to introduce and then bring on, and we are going to have a panel discussion so that we can delve deeper into the power of gratitude. My first guest, Pamela Vallette, is a dear friend. She is a spiritual light and energy healer, currently residing in Antigua, Guatemala. Hello, Pamela. How are you? Hi, James. I'm great. How are you? Very, very well. I'm excited, excited to have you with me today. Thank you. I'm very excited to uh, continue with your discussion on gratitude. It's very important in my life. Wonderful. Thank you. And, and um, we're going to bring in Deborah. We don't leave Deborah Wilson out. Deborah is from Northern Virginia. And Deborah created and continues to nurture a 78,000 plus follower strong community Facebook page serving up inspiration on a daily basis to all who visit it. And it's an amazing page. And I'll, uh, I'm going to give that up, uh, the information on that right now. If you go to facebook.com forward slash believe, just keep believing, that is Deborah's page. And hello, Deborah. How are you? Hi, James. I'm doing fantastically. Thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely. For all of you that uh, you may or may not know these two ladies, but they are incredible, incredible women that on a continual basis touch people's lives and make an immeasurable difference. And I, I often have the privilege of speaking with Pamela and Deborah, and it hit me that for Gratitude 2.0, these were the two women, the two uh, visionaries, if you will, that I wanted to speak with. So I want to get right into it, if you will, and talk about whether or not how you feel about uh, my, my mother actually made this comment. And, and so I want you both to kind of speak to it. But she basically said, you know, there's a generational issue that plays into gratitude. And in that, she meant that each generation before us wants to give us more and they want us to have what they didn't have. And she said that there was a moment in listening to the show where she realized that perhaps because of that, the youngest generation that we're, if, if you will, giving to doesn't understand gratitude, doesn't understand. They, they find it that it's um, there's expectation as opposed to gratitude or gratefulness. So, I know that you both have children, and so let me start off, um, Deborah. Let me go to you with that one first. And how do you? What do you feel about that? You know, that's a really great point on your mother's behalf to have come up with that. Um, I do believe that's factual information. I do believe that as a parent, um, and I know my father and mother have said the same for myself and for my sister, that they wanted to give us more than they had. And I have done the same with my children. And so I do believe that there is that piece where we continually try to do more, do more, do more. And yet at the same time, somehow me. I'm, I'm not sure if we lost Deborah. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm not sure if we lost Deborah. I can't hear her. So 
I'm going to go to Pamela. Pamela. James, can you hear me? I can. Great. Um, I'm showing some network problems, which we, from time to time, have here, here in Guatemala. I think your mom was correct in the what she said about each generation does try to improve the quality of life for their children or for their grandchildren. I think most of us who have children have done that. But I also think that it, it, it can vary from family to family. I've seen some younger generation, for instance, I have grandchildren, and I've seen some of them who um, seem completely oblivious to the concept of gratitude. However, within my own family, I've been very blessed. I have a daughter who is, you know, so I always call her the earth angel. And she has raised her children, and, and they are very comfortable. Her family's very comfortable. But she has raised her children to do a lot of charitable work. I have a little granddaughter who went out and installed stoves uh, in the jungles of Guatemala for people who had no stoves. And I find that within her family, there's a great deal of gratitude for everything that they have. Although, like most kids, and I include myself from when I was a kid, we do have moments where we forget about it because we don't really, we're too young to realize perhaps what effort or what sacrifice went in to making things better for us. But I wouldn't want to just lump all kids and say, well, generationally, they're a bunch of, uh, you know, ungrateful people because they're not. And I know my grandchildren have many friends who are very involved in volunteer work and who are very grateful for the things that they have. Absolutely. And I, and I don't think in, you know, again, not it's in looking at a generational issue on gratitude. It is it's certainly the tone we set with our children or our grandchildren. And, and perhaps that is an awareness for all of us with the younger generation to be more aware of it's, it's, it's not only important, it's, it's, uh, the word escapes me, but to give more, to always want our children and our grandchildren to have more than we had is, is honorable and admirable. That's what I wanted to say. And however, it comes with the responsibility of recognizing that these young minds and these souls also have, need to understand the power of gratitude. This power that says it doesn't all just come freely. You must realize its value and, and practice it and share that. So it's a, it's a very, it was an interesting topic. And Deborah, I believe you're back. So I just wanted you to chime in and, and come back on that topic for a moment. Sure. Um, I'm not sure actually where I cut off, but I, what I was going to say is, is that I do believe that that exists and that uh, at the same time as parents, we try to teach our children that you always need to be grateful. You always need to be appreciative of what you have and um, going that extra mile, as Pam said, as giving back. And so while we give those foundations, it does appear that some of that is lacking. And I'm not sure how much of that is just from a overcompensation standpoint that we've tried too hard in that respect to give more than what we had. Um, and we've gone too far over the edge versus um, the making sure that we are 
also teaching heartily the message of gratitude and giving to others, volunteering, going out into your community and supporting those around you. And, and I wanted to ask you a question because you both bring up, and, and I was going to save this to later, um, you know, for the kind of the wrap up. But I, it, it's very interesting because it came to me that in our practicing of gratitude, in our sharing of gratitude, do we do it where we make it with our children and when our children and grandchildren? Do we share it? And not only not only the children, but each other. And it hit me that how interesting or, you know, to be creative about how we share gratitude or teach gratitude. Um, and you both have children and grandchildren and I have nieces and nephews. And, um, and it kind of hit me that wouldn't it be clever if you will, and I don't know if that's the right word, but to say to each, to say to your, your children and grandchildren, let's start a, a weekly or, you know, daily for that matter, but weekly, uh, tradition or, or game. Write down 10 things that you're grateful for and you trade them with each other or at the, at the, you know, at the dinner table or somehow, what are your thoughts on that? You, you all have children, you have grandchildren, and I'm just, I'm looking at ways that families, because it's so important, sometimes the daily life and the daily grind, and it's, it's all you can do to just get through all of your, your duties, if you will. And I'm looking at ways to engage each other, not only the children, but each other in the practice and the awareness of gratitude and how it, because when you practice it, it changes your, how you feel. It just, it's transforming. So uh, thoughts, tell me what you think of that. I've, uh, I think, I think the idea of a game is great. I play lots of games with my grandchildren. My grandchildren are 7, 11, and 15, and we're still very close, and we play a lot of games. But I also think it's important, and one of the things I try to do every time I, I visit them, which is every week or two, is to just incorporate gratitude into everyday conversation. Like I will, you know, we'll be looking out the window and I'll say, oh, look, the little hummingbird is back. I'm so thankful that he showed up today. And and so in in using it in everyday conversation, uh, I'm trying to instill in them for it to become a habit and for it to become an awareness. I want them to have a heightened awareness that even the smallest things in life can bring us great joy, great pleasure, uh, and great happiness, even maybe when we're in the midst of a really dark time. And, and it's been very successful. Our little seven, my little seven-year-old granddaughter passed out papers in November and said, okay, everybody, we're going to write down everything that we're grateful for so when we have Thanksgiving dinner, we can take turns reading it. Ah, bravo for her. <laughs> and she was seven years old. And I was really excited about that because, you know, I think it's important to show them. I mean, there's so there's there's a million things in our lives to be grateful and happy about. And life can be fun and joyful if you look for those things. And so, to me, I love the idea that you had of making it into a game. We always play What Would You Prefer? But I think I'm going to start a new game now called you know, what are you grateful for? <laughs> right, exactly, because it engages them, and, and that's the whole point. It, you find that even if your intent is to engage them or teach them about the power of gratitude, by doing so, you receive 
that gift as well because all of a sudden you're seeing their you're seeing gratitude through their eyes and i think that's incredibly powerful um i wanted to move on to another topic and i know deborah you and i have talked about this a little bit um it's and i'm going to lump these together a little bit but there was a whole point from various people that was well when you when you put up or if you publicly put up what you're grateful for it's perceived or seen to be boastful or bragging and the other half of that coin or the other side of that coin was that people might actually see i mean we live in this very public world now everyone's living their lives on facebook and twitter and instagram and pinterest and all of this i mean there's so many social media applications and people are living their lives and expressing themselves this way but when it came to gratitude they were like well people might see that or or they're going to judge me so i i just wanted to get from your standpoint and perception especially because of your your facebook page how you see those elements of boastful and bragging versus authentic gratitude and this thing that people might see you and then judge you well um as we discussed on my facebook page probably i think it might have been on the 11th of february i had posted something about being grateful for even the difficulties in life the difficult people the uncomfortable situations that you've endured or the disappointments whatever it may be because from everything i believe you can find something to be grateful about um it's just a matter of digging a little deeper in certain situations and finding that uh, i don't want to use the word silver linings because it does sound cliche but to find that item that or that moment or that experience that that actually taught something that you you grew from and so i had made a comment like that on facebook and people shared it and people liked it and it was something that rang true with a lot of people apparently and then i did a comment about just gratitude in and of itself and was very surprised to see that not that, that there was liking and sharing but not a whole lot of commentary on it and that that's when you and i had that similar discussion about how you saw that as well and so it was very interesting so then i went a little further and i made the comment about that exact thing why is it that we don't comment why is it are we afraid that we're going to be judged is it considered boastful is it something that is uncomfortable or um what exactly is that premise and it was interesting right. because on that one n- no one liked it <laughs> didn't <Right. share. laughs> but, but i actually got people who commented and then shared with me what it was specifically that they were grateful for and i felt totally blessed that they felt that they were able to share that um and so it it is an interesting concept and i think that it does go back to are we talking about it are we discussing how all how life is is just a gift in and of itself and that 
that is something to be grateful for the air that we breathe, for the beautiful view outside our window, as you had said, for the little birds singing in the trees, all of those little things that greatly impact our lives. And yet, are we are we actually verbalizing those things and are we sharing those things? And I do feel that there is this trepidation and saying, yes, I feel blessed. I feel I'm so grateful for all that I have. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my dog, you know, the weather, whatever it is. There's so much to be grateful for. And yet it does seem like people are hesitant to share those things. And and I wonder, because you're bringing up another point too, that uh, what I wonder is, is half the basket, if you will, that people are just not consciously aware we, you know, we take things for granted. I, I think two things happen. We take things for granted in life, and then we focus on everything that's not right, the less than goods or the challenges and so forth. And instead of stopping and, and A, being a consciously aware of the hummingbird outside the window, the air we breathe, the the leaves changing, the all these things that we could be grateful for, we just take them for granted. We're too locked into our... Um, our own self, our own lives, that we don't realize that if we were to practice that gratitude and to see it and feel it, authentically feel it, that that begets, you know, good begets more good, less than good begets more less than good. So there's that, and then there's the whole issue of when those people, because we talked about this, Deborah, I know, is that it takes one person to post a piece of gratitude, to say, to to express their gratitude, and then all of a sudden, it just starts going. And it's like, it's like the first person gave everyone else permission to express their gratitude. Exactly. And, right. And, and I would say to all of you, if you're waiting in line for someone else to give you permission to express your gratitude, if you're not the lead dog, the scenery never changes. And I know that's a very strong example, but... You have to be, you want to be the person that expresses your gratitude first, authentically, because then you're living by it. So uh, I wanted to come back because uh, there's a point that for both of you, and I, I want to make sure we cover it. A dear friend of mine, she said she listened to the show on February 13th. And before that, she had posted a, I'm, I'm grateful for my family or, or for the continued support and so forth of my family. And she said she listened to the show, and then afterwards she was getting ready for her day, and she was in the shower, and she said, I literally, James, I had this epiphany, and I flew out of the shower, and I ran over to put in, to type onto the Dear James Facebook page, what I was really grateful for. And she said, and it hit me that I was really grateful for me, for all of my life experiences, and that if I couldn't be grateful for for me. And as Melody Beatty said, I have to be grateful for all the colors in the painting, not just the ones that I perceive to be beautiful, because it takes all the colors to make the painting. And so I wanted to, Pam, I, you and I have talked about um, hard circumstances or life circumstances. And I, and I just wanted to touch a little bit on where you where you find that gratitude of loving self, even when you're faced with difficult or challenging 
circumstances. And if you would share a little bit of your of your story and and how you made a, a defining decision in your life. Well, James, first I'd like to say about gratitude that to me uh, it's a many layered uh, thing, and that we start out with gratitude the same way we do. Yet, as you referred uh, in your last talk about gratitude, sort of like walking. You know, we learn to sit up, we learn to crawl, we learn to stand up, and then we take our first step. And as we progress in our spiritual growth, our enlightenment, our maturity, um, we can learn to be grateful and to see the gratitude in things that once upon a time we never could. For instance, we can start out, you know, looking out and going, oh, gee, I'm really grateful for the sunshine and the the warmth it gives us and, you know, the flowers and the birds and all those things. And that might be easy to do. Where the trick comes in is finding gratitude when everything around you is falling apart. And I had a little bit of experience with that. I will be the first to say that there are so many people in this world who've had much worse lives than I have. But when I was nine, my dad died. Um, My mother remarried a person who was challenging. Uh, We moved to the country. I was a city girl. And, you know, before long, I found myself knee-deep in shoveling manure, which I, (laughs) quite literally, I was shoveling manure, Uh, you know, changing schools. Uh, I had a great deal of sorrow from the loss of my father. And then, you know, on top of everything, I had a mother who uh, was quite frankly a rageaholic and a sister who many years later they discovered was legally insane. So between my sister trying to kill me on a weekly basis with (laughs) anything imaginable, you know, whatever was handy, the hot coffee pot, the iron, the knives, the scissors, pushing me off the top of a three-story barn, and my mother's rage, and when I talk about rage, I'm talking about, um, you know, we were the children who were regularly beaten so badly that we were just, you know, bloody pulps. <laughs> and, you know, back in that day, there was no such thing as child abuse. I'm almost 66 now, so that was quite a while ago. And right, was- I remember, you know, um, standing out in the garden and uh, yeah, everything felt like my whole world was crashing down around me. At that time, I certainly was not prepared to be grateful for all that mess, what I considered was a real mess. Right. But what I could do, what I could do was make a decision that I was not going to live a life like that and that I would not give that kind of life to my children. And I can remember thinking, remembering how much fun and laughter my father had brought to the table, and I decided I wanted to go that route. But after many years of, you know, spiritual studies and and I think trying to reach some degree of enlightenment, what I really came to realize was that those situations, my mother and my sister, part of reaching gratitude was first to practice forgiveness. And once I was able to forgive them and try to put myself in their shoes, I began to see them truly as some of the biggest gifts in my life. Because had I not been so abused as a child and many times neglected, I think I would have never 
learn the lesson of true compassion for other people, sympathy for those going through traumas and pains. And for that, I am eternally grateful. So much so that even to this day, many times when I say my prayers, I just ask God to please bless my mother who has since passed because she gave me that lesson of compassion. And I'm very grateful for that. So when we have somebody in our life, um, and I, you know, I, I really felt for your caller who, who called in about gratitude and said, I, there's nothing, you know, I just, right. I just can't do it. I can't, right. I can't do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, I can't right. do it anymore. I would say don't beat yourself up over it, but do try to look at whatever people are causing these situations or are involved with. Try to look at why. Try to find some explanation. And if you, even if you can't, try to find some forgiveness for them and be grateful that you're not like that and that they're helping you learn that lesson. So there's a piece of gratitude right there. And, you know, sometimes when, you know, I realize that gratitude needs to be authentic, but sometimes you just have to fake it until you make it. Right, absolutely. (laughs) I love Oscar Wilde's quote. He says, we're all in the gutter, but some of us are looking at the stars. So I always say to people, look away. You know, stop focusing on the negative aspects of it and try to refocus. You know, it's like looking, going into the garden. Stop seeing all the thorns on the rose bushes. Stop complaining that, oh, those darn thorns. Instead, be grateful that the thorns have roses because there's the perfect situation where you have something really beautiful right next to something really dangerous or ugly. But we keep focusing on those darn thorns. So well, abs- you look at the roses. No, absolutely. And, and in that, I know that, I mean, two things that are paramount in what you just spoke of is that you made a decision. There was an epiphany or a point where you said, I'm not going to have this life. I'm going to, I'm going to ensure that my life is this and that my children's life will be this. And so there's a defining moment that all of us have to make. Yeah, it's all about choice. It's about choice. And, and from Oscar Wilde, it's about perception and perspective. If I perceive something to be thorny or laying in the gutter, or if that's what I see my world as, or my life as, or my existence, that's what it shall be. But if you see the stars, or you see the beautiful rose, or the, the beautiful blooms, and the thorns and the, and the gutter aren't there. And I'm not in any way implying that people should be naive. What I am saying is it's our perception and it's our perspective of things. And even in the face with Pamela, even in the face as a child of this rageaholic and this abuse and the neglect and everything, she still found a way to find the gift in that experience. And as painful and as hurtful as that can be, it is our choice to see the gift under it. Because, as Pam said, she wouldn't be the woman she is today, and she certainly wouldn't have passed on those gifts of goodness and gratitude to her children and grandchildren as you continue to do today. So, you know, I think 
when my dear friend who said, you know, my gratitude is about me, realize that you, you need to find gratitude for all of you, not just the nice things or the raise or the, the marriage or the promotion or whatever it may be. You have to find the hidden gem and wisdom in all of life's experiences. Um, we're getting close on time, but I want to go back, um, Deborah, and talk about how you feel. First, why did you start your page, this inspirational page, and how has it changed your life? Um, when I originally started this page, I started it under the guise that it was just something between my son and I. Um, he was going through a time where he just needed some uplifting and some inspiration. So I made this page and I would just share inspirational quotes with him and things of that nature. And in the world of Facebook, which I did not know at the time, um, one person likes it, which he had to do and then, or didn't have to do, but he did. And then it went to the next person who saw he liked it and then they liked it. And then the next thing you know, um, I meet other inspirational page owners and that takes off. And then the next thing I know, there's 78,000 wonderful believers on my page. And, um, and I will say that I believe for all of us that that light switch turns on. I've always been someone who's, in my opinion, been very thankful for all of the things that I have been given. But I think that the light switch turned on at one point where suddenly it wasn't something that I was keeping to myself. anymore. And um, when I started this page, I was anonymous. No one knew who I was. And it continued to be that way till probably about six or eight months ago, where I finally said, hey, guess what? This is who's the person behind this page. And I introduced myself and, you know, put my picture up there and things of that nature. So my gratitude became something that I was no longer keeping within myself, but I was willing to share that and actually say, you know, I'm so grateful because I believe gratitude is two, is, has two components to it. There's the, um, what I'll call the me component and then the we component because gratitude is very personal. I have my own things every night, every morning when I wake up that I, that I thank the Lord for all the blessings that I have and I start detailing them out. But then there's the we piece, which is there's no greater feeling than when someone does something wonderful for you. It just warms your heart. It gives your soul just this energy and this, this love and joy. And, um, and it just, it's almost impossible to not, not want to do something in return because it is such a wonderful feeling. And so whether it's, it's the return of that to another, that same person reciprocation and doing something wonderful for them, or if it's paying it forward and sharing it with someone else, you, if, when you really embrace the feelings of gratitude and what that actually feels like, it's almost impossible to not share it. And so for me, that's, that has been a growth process because I wasn't always that person who was so, um, 
was so willing to share that. Right. So. Well, so would you say that perhaps the, 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 the truest gifts so far on this journey uh, of inspiration for you in gratitude, is it liberation and, um, well, it's, it's liberation and, and it's somewhat authentic, authenticity. I mean, i.e. you're now sharing your, your gratitude and this inspiration in a very public way. Absolutely. That- it's, it's, it's absolutely being authentic and um, taking ownership for that and being, um, being gracious and being and acknowledging those blessings and sharing those things with others because we all struggle. We all have difficulties in life and there's nothing better than being able to go someplace and feel the love and the joy and realize, wow, you know what? I do have so much to be thankful for. I do have so many blessings in my life and I just got caught up in the negative swirl and now I can extricate myself from that. Right. It's a very, gratitude is a very, very powerful foundational life element. And, and I know I repeat that, um, but it, it's very clear to me that between surrender and gratitude as our base points on, on our life star, our foundational life element, that they set the tone. If we have them and they're strong and we're willing to surrender and we're willing to um, authentically feel gratitude, we're headed in the right direction. And I, in, in a meditation that I did, I received this, this statement, if you will, and what, it st- what, what I received was, gratitude is the food of life. It's essential. Without it, you are weak and diminished. With it, virile, abundant, full of purpose and potential. And I sat back and kind of thought about that, and, and I was like, gratitude is the food of life. And I thought, isn't that absolutely a truism? It's when we practice it, it's contagious. When we, and, and within ourselves, we need not even be around other people. We just practice gratitude and all of a sudden it's contagious and everything just starts, all these good things start coming at us. So I, I want to say, because I'm going to have to wrap up our panel discussion, but I wanted to say that I am incredibly grateful for the two of you. You ladies inspire me every day. I, I, your gifts are immeasurable and how you are working with people to improve their lives and to give them nourishment for the soul is priceless. It's a gift that is far beyond um, one that you could ever put a price tag on. So I, I just wanted to thank you both, Deborah, Pamela, thank you so much for being a part of today's show and for sharing your gratitude and your wisdom and your grace. And uh, I look forward to having you back again on a future topic. Thank you, James. I'm very grateful that you, um, you invited us to participate because this is a subject that's really near and dear to my heart. And I hope everyone will be able to find something today and every day moving forward 
for which they're grateful. Take a small step and it'll it'll take you a long way on your journey. And thank you also, James. I greatly appreciate you including me. Um, This is a topic, as Pam said, that's near and dear to my heart. And it's something that I try to effectively live each and every day, each and every moment. Um, And so I'm very blessed to have been included today. So I thank you for that. Well, thank you both very, very much. Um, As we wrap today's show, I wanted to leave you with some parting thoughts. And I also want to remind everybody, um, if you want to uh, like on Facebook, Deborah's page, please do so. It is facebook.com forward slash believe, just keep believing. Um, Also, please go to dearjames.com and also facebook.com forward slash dearjamesllc. All of these are places of inspiration and insight And also, if you are in the need of spiritual or physical emotional healing, please reach out um, to Pamela Vallette. Uh, You may reach her through DearJames.com, and we will forward on your information to her. And last but not least, I I want to end the show by talking to you about making yourselves a promise to practice gratitude on a daily basis. Do it as, a, as an individual, do it as a couple, do it as a family, do it, as, do it with your children, with your grandchildren, with your friends. Just figure out or cr- do create creative ways. I should say, be creative. Do things about and with gratitude and see how contagious it becomes. It is a powerful, powerful element in your life. And by integrating it into your daily routine, if you have a chalkboard with the kids and stuff, wake up and say, I'm grateful for this beautiful day or this breakfast shared with you or for the ride in the car. When you're taking your kids or your spouse or you guys are going somewhere, talk about the things that you're grateful for. Express that. And if you, like my caller Linda from the February 13th show, said, if I, I know that I'm supposed to feel things sometimes, but I don't authentically feel it, then I would challenge you to stop and say, why don't I feel that gratitude? Why don't I authentically feel it? Because therein lies an opportunity to delve deeper, to look at what is blocking your gratitude. What's happening? Maybe it's perception. Maybe it's just realizing, ah, that was the lesson in this, and it moves you flo- forward. It, it, it gets rid of the blockages. But be creative. Start doing it. Um, share it with your friends. I mean, send an email to somebody and say, to a friend or a family member, and say, you know what, let's, let's do a, a gratitude chain. And I'm not a big fan of chain letters, but what I am saying is to people you know. And let, I'm thankful for, or I'm grateful for, And have it that you guys share that gratitude back and forth. Read each other's gratitude. You'll see the gift. It will inspire you. And at the end of the day, just be the gratitude you want to see in the world. Be that gratitude for yourself, for the family and friends in your life. Be the gratitude you want to see in the world. And 
Finally, and most importantly, no matter where you are or whom you're with or what you're doing, wrap yourself in goodness. This has been, you've been listening to Dear James live on the radio here on the Contact Talk Radio Network. And we'll see you back next week. Sheila and Hans are at the top of the hour. Stay tuned. for private, individual, group, and corporate consultations. Dear James will provide you with the intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Schedule your consultation by going to www.dearjames.com and click on Consultation. The gift of giving is immeasurable. Give of your time, talent, resources, and money. Give not only because you can, but because by doing so, it is already coming back to you. As a people, we are only as strong as the least among us. Together, we harness the power of the collective whole and see through our deeds the power of miracles, both large and small. Find the charity that's right for you by visiting www.dearjames.com and click on Charitable Giving. One person or kind act really does make the difference. When you ask a question, the universe hears you. And in a multitude of ways, they communicate to you the intuitive insight, answers, and advice you seek. Ask Dear James a question and experience the magic of the universe. Visit DearJames.com and click Ask. been listening to Dear James Live on the radio with your host, Dear James. Gain intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions and so much more by tuning in next week and visiting DearJames.com.